Well, hello, church family. Uh, this is Wednesdays. Uh, we're going through a part. This is really the going through the Ten Commandments. And if you remember Monday when I talked about how there was different, um, basically with the Ten Commandments, uh, the first four are directed towards who God is and the in relation to God, like commandments that are in related in relation to who their God is. While uh, the last six are, f are more horizontal relationship between humans and other humans. And uh, we talked about how on Monday how God has a right for exclusive <coughs> uh, devotion. Uh, that the first commandment is that you sh we shall have no other gods before him. And, and that's significant because that means that there are no other gods. That he's the only one and then that God brought... Um, the Israelites out of Egypt with a particular purpose so that they can be slaves to Yahweh and to represent him in the land. And uh, so the commandment is that you shall have no other gods before me. It's a very exclusive um, command. It's saying that there's no other gods and he's the only one. And that's unique in a time where there was uh, where people were really polytheistic when they would worship a whole bunch of different gods, a whole bunch of different deities. Uh, they're saying that Yahweh is the one true God and there's no uh, need for any other God. That the God of the grass is the same as the God of the river, and the same as God of the sky, and the, God of the, and the God of the star. That's all one God that's found in Yahweh. So uh, on Monday, we talked about how God has a right to exclusive devotion and also that God has a right to accurate representation. The second commandment is that they should not not make any, uh, they should not make God into like an idol or likeness of him uh, because there's no way that they can act accurately represent God the way that he truly is. Uh, we talked briefly about the Ark of the Covenant, but the Ark of the Covenant itself is not actually who God is. It's just it will be a representation of God's presence in the life of Israel. And today we're going to talk about how God has a right to pure reputation. That God has a right to pure reputation. Uh, verse 7, which is the third commandment, is this. is that you shall not take the name of Yahweh your God in vain, for Yahweh will not leave him unpunished who takes his name in vain. I think when we think about this commandment, and, that, and definitely for me when I was younger in the faith, I thought that this meant you can't use uh, God's name in like a like a swear word or in, in a sentence that uh, that would diminish the value of his name. So he's like, oh, MG, or oh my goodness, or, or uh, actually, yeah, I remember when I was younger, uh, in in high school, our school made this band wordless, and you couldn't even say words that were associated with that. So you can't you couldn't say the word "gosh" because that sounds too close to God. And I remember asking my professor, or not my teachers at the time, like, "Well, what about what if I said like, oh my Buddha or something?" And then and or or just put some other name. Will that be okay? And that's one of those rare moments where they say, "No, that's not okay because it's all about your intent." So I was like, "So that's not really about the word then. It was really about your motive, what's going on in your own heart." Uh, to which they told me to stop asking questions. Um, but when we, when we think about using the Lord's name in vain, that's how we often think about it, that we should not use God's name in a, in a negative way. And, and that's true, but I think it's more than that. I think we often limit to just how we use vocabulary as opposed to what's going on in our own hearts. It's more than using God's name as some sort of swear word, but rather the idea here is that you you, you misrepresent God. You attribute to God that's something that doesn't actually belong to him. Um, you say that you are... Uh, followers of Yahweh, but your life is different. You say you're devoted to Yahweh, but then you're at practice in your life, you're worshiping all of these different idols. 
Um, and we understand even in an earthly standpoint, um, there was a soccer star that was, a, um, I think he was, a, he was a sponsored by either Pepsi or Coke. And one of the uh, rules of your being sponsored by any of those companies, whether Pepsi or Coke, is that you cannot, you can, you, you're only allowed to drink that drink uh, in public, especially. Uh, and this one particular soccer player, I think, let's just say he was sponsored by Pepsi, he started drinking Coke in public, and immediately he was fired um, because he did not represent the brand the way that they should. Um, and, and we understand companies have that. Like you need to live up to the company's expectation and, and code of conduct. And if we have that just in our normal uh, life circles in terms of just work or school, then how much more do we have in the when it comes to our religious devotion to the Lord. If we claim that we are followers of Jesus Christ, that means that our, our morals, our standard, must be in alignment with what God's Word has to say. It's very easy for us to say that, well, because we're saved by grace, then the, therefore we can live however we want. But uh, Paul in the New Testament always reminds a believer to live in a manner that's worthy of the name of Jesus Christ. That means that the way that you live is has to be exactly the way that the Bible uh, tells us to do. It's will be, will be a reflection of, of God's um, standard. Uh, that's why we're called to be holy. This, is, again, is a call to be distinct. Um, when the Israelites call, were called to not use the Lord's name in vain, it was not about just the word, though that is part of it, it's, it's, but it's not... But it's more than that. It's more than just saying uh, God's name in a, in a negative way. And I think this is, again, chapter 19 of Exodus was a call for people to be holy, to be distinct. They need to, uh, they need to, be, they need to consecrate themselves to, to be different from the rest of the world. And when they fail to do so, uh, when they fail to do that, that's how they attribute something. That's how they do, um, use the Lord's name even when they claim that this is how God uh, this, I am a follower of Yahweh, and then the way that I live is different from that. It's this opposite of what God's Word has to say. In our day and age, it's very easy for that because we, I mean, there's a lot of churches now that have been compromising left and right. Like they're saying things that the Bible is okay with the LGBTQ, or the Bible is okay with, um, you know, this type of movement. Uh, that's actually taking something that doesn't belong to God and ascribing it to Him, which, in a sense, uh, it's easy for us to you know take shots at like liberal churches or, or 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 woke churches or churches that have just gone that's just compromised. But we have to understand that we too, when we fail uh, to live up to the things that we know, that's how we defame the Lord's name. That's how we take the Lord's name in vain. So before, so more than just thinking about it as a swear word, though that's part of it. I think that's how. Throughout the, uh, the Old Testament, a lot of the Jews, they didn't want to say God's covenant because they're they afraid of misusing his name. More than that, you don't want to misrepresent God in the way that you live. And then your thought life and your actions, it should be aligned with scripture. It should be, um, you, you should be walking closely in alignment to God's word. And we have to ask God's grace uh, to, for, to able to fulfill that, to be a holy people that he expects of us. So that's the third commandment. The first commandment is that we there, uh, there's exclusive devotion, that there's no other God before him. Second is uh, uh, we need uh, God has a right for accurate representation. Don't make a, a likeness in the image of God. And today we see how we God has a right to a pure reputation. That is, we do not take God's name in vain, not just with the words, but with all that we are, in, to, in the way that we speak, in the way that we live, in the way that we think, in every avenue of our life. It must reflect what God expects of His people. So, for you, for to think about for today, and uh, you, and maybe even tomorrow, and wherever uh, this comes to mind, think of yourself as: Am I representing God in in my life, in my home? Is this how Jesus 
would want me to uh, be as a parent or as a son or as a worker, um, whatever it may be. Um, you defame his name when you live contrary to that. Um, and I hope that this is uh, something that will convict us because we know that we, um, uh, we, we diminish the value of God whenever we live contrary to scripture. And God does have a right to a pure reputation. Thanks for listening. Uh, on Friday, we'll go to one more in the, before we're, we'll continue this for the next two weeks. But next, uh, the next one on Friday, we're going we're to talk about how God's right has, God has a right to weekly devotion, which is honoring the Sabbath. Uh, I look forward to going through that study with you. Take care and have a good day.